0: Dr. Alan Leica here and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Bruce Hartman, and he's a Christian author. After 35 years in the business world as CFO for Fortune 500 companies like Foot Locker and Yankee Candle, he went to theological school and obtained a master's degree in divinity and a doctorate degree in ministry. Besides writing on a pro bono basis, he counsels business people and helps them walk into a brighter future. His online following base is about 50,000, and he gets messages from 10,000 people a week. Welcome, Bruce. Well, thank you for having me today, Doctor. Tell me a little bit about why you changed and what made you, uh, after being a CFO, go into a different walk of life.
1: I had uh, I had a deep sense that I was off track in my life. Um, you know, I'd raised a family, I'd had a successful career, um, and I felt like I had had enough. I had earned enough and done enough at that point for myself and my family that I decided that um, the the Lord pushed me to want to help other people. So. I quit work. I was at Yankee Candle, CFO, uh, Chief Administrative Officer for Yankee Candle. I quit work and went to back to school at the age of 55. And I spent three years getting a master's degree, then four years getting my doctorate. And now I'm an author and uh, I have an online following, as you said, and I spend uh, my days helping other people do better in life and uh, do better in their business world.
0: Well, you know, isn't it interesting how doing better in life also means doing better in business, and doing better in business often means uh, doesn't always mean uh, doing better in life. In fact, sometimes the two are divorced from each other.
1: That's that's definitely true. I see that a lot, and that's that that understanding that is what I help people with and help them see that not so much how much you earn. It's more about what your net worth is and how you're helping the world. And uh, most of my counseling, w- what I'm dealing with uh, someone is it's usually because they've missed that part of it, that it's not about our net worth. It's about our self-worth.
0: Yes. You know, and I think that's some part of the equation that people don't always understand. You know, people can make a lot in business, but somehow they sometimes do not get the idea of self-worth. They sometimes divorce themselves about it. Can you maybe elaborate a little bit on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that uh, that Jesus said was you can't serve two masters. You can't serve uh, uh, money and the, and the right thing to do or to follow God. You can't do both of those because you'll be a slave to one and you'll despise the other. And that's really the essence of life. And there's, there's plenty of great examples of people who have done well in life, but not done well um, with their self-worth. You know, um, Bernie Madoff being a good example. I mean, he earned and earned and earned, but he was trapped. He would get trapped in that world. And as we all know, the largest uh, Ponzi scheme in the history of the world. But then there are other people that have done very well in life, uh, the fellow that started Quaker Oats, you know, became a multimillionaire. His trust, he died in 1948. His trust still gives money to people today, almost 80 years later.
0: That's fascinating. And I look at some people like uh, Warren Buffett, who founded Berkshire Hathaway, who is literally giving his entire fortune back over his lifetime. You know, he's a multi-billionaire many times over but he's not going to keep any of it. He's giving it back piece by
1: piece. Yeah, he has, he has that, uh, has that um, uh, trust fund that he gave, he's given most of his money away. And he encourages and invites other people to do the same. And that, that's kind of what we're talking about here, that it, it's, it's not so much how much you make, but it's what you do with what you make. Yes, and I, I
0: think that's that's also key. You know, I in one of my mottos that I've always said, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happens. Well, this is the
1: same philosophy in a business sense. No, absolutely. I mean, there's only so much money you can make. I mean, well, actually, there's, I mean, you can make as much as you want, but at some point, you have to give back to the world, you have to share with the world, and you have to show some sense of responsibility to, otherwise you've become no more than that, uh, the man that's on the that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, the guy that rides around in the wheelchair, always pointing his finger at George Bailey. Yes, exactly. And,
0: and, I, and I think, you know, you know business is, is one of those interesting things uh, that people do, but they don't necessarily you know, business feeds people and helps them to grow in a physical sense, in the monetary sense, but it doesn't necessarily grow them as people.
1: It, it can if, you know, one of the things that I did in my career, you can grow as a person in in a business, but you have to pick the right business, and you have to pick the right business partners, and you have to work with the right people. You, you know, you th- I think about... Um, these companies that, that are doing very, very well. One of the things that they, one of the common denominators are, they believe in their customers and they believe in their employees. And you can work for those places. I was fortunate enough to do that for for many years. But they're, the, the, one of the things I always tell people is biz, biz, Jesus is good for business. And everybody always laughs, laughs at that because they say, how, how can I be? But Jesus is good for business. And there are a lot of good businesses out there that are Christian and do a terrific job. Yes, there are some businesses out there. And let's talk about uh, moving
0: into the, to the spiritual sphere and how it can enhance you as a business sense. How, how did you find the two intertwined
1: for you? How did they seem to interconnect for you? Well, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you is a great place to start. Um, And to to build a career, you have to have the support of the people around you. If you're always taking from people or you're always trying to get the better of somebody, you don't have a base of people that support you. And most people, most of the people that I know, regardless of what we read in the newspaper, most of the people that I know that were successful in business were successful because of the way they treated other people. And that is a—it's a, it's a very significant Christian ethic. And I think that applies especially to business people. You will get no place unless people want you to get someplace. So. Treating others as you would have them treat you is a very important tenet.
0: Yes, you know, that is a, a pretty interesting and a pretty phenomenal uh, statement of that, and I think that's a basic principle that is intertwined throughout the Scriptures, is that not?
1: Yes, yeah, I and mean, there's, there's the one, uh, you know, Jesus is uh, being pested by the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they are always trying to trip him up to prove that. Uh, that to prove he was a heretic or a phony, and one of the one of the questions they asked him is, "What is the what is the most important of all the commandments?" And he said, "To love thy God with all those with all thy heart and soul, but also to love thy neighbor with all their heart and soul." Think about a company that treated their customers as they would want to be treated. You can be sure their customer service would be one of the best in the world. And that's, that's part of when I say Jesus is good for business, that's part of what I'm talking about is following his tenets will, be, will make you a better business person. Not that that's the purpose of being a Christian, but it will certainly help you be a better business person. What I have found, especially with, the,
0: uh, with this pandemic that's gone on, is companies that seem to have survived it are companies that have had a moral compass and, and they seem to be more directed for that than
1: anything else. Have you found the same in your spheres? Yeah, definitely. And you know, one of the things that the pandemic has done is it's made people rethink their life and th- rethink about who they're working, working for. And I read, the, read this article last week called The Great Resignation. And people are basically saying to their employers, treat me well and I'll stay don't treat me well and I'll go. And you're seeing that throughout the country, people having a very difficult time hiring employees. The companies that treat their employees the best are the ones that are the most successful right now.
0: Yes. And I think that's that's been one of the things, you know, many of the companies that are, are thriving in this seem to be ones that have had a certainly a moral compass and one where they've Uh, kept that uh, going. And I I think we can also say that many people that survive in times of difficulty have a
1: spiritual basis that help them carry them through that as well. Yes. The the, the deeper you are, the more resilient you're going to be. The more you tap into your spiritual side, the easier it's going to be for you to handle disappointment because we don't really learn much in life through success. We learn much in life through failure and how we react to failure. And it's the people that don't have a deep spiritual base that have a very difficult, difficult time when, it's an, when the inevitable period of disappointment occurs in your life.
0: Let's delve into
1: that a little bit more, how spirituality helps a person in their time when they are having difficulties you know having having a sense that there is there's a purpose out there having a sense that there is a, a being a universal being that is p- part of the universe is very it's very grounding for people when when you feel like you are alone and by yourself in this world or whatever it is you're doing disappointment can can manifest itself in depression and that's one of the reasons, not that we believe in God so we don't get depressed, but believing in God gives us hope and, and, and gets us to a point where we see valleys of life as the times of preparation, as opposed to having as, as opposed to being times of despair. Yes, that's that's
0: what I find as well, that that this is what you pull on where you're having the most difficulties there's something that sustained you over and over and over again. And I think this is where the spiritual uh, basis comes in.
1: Yeah, and definitely. Um, and the, I was, one of my sessions today working with a business person, what I was saying to them was, it's, it's important to pray. But it's also important to observe the answer to your prayers. And, you know, people will say, well, Bruce, you know, you think Jesus Jesus is just an imaginary friend. Well, he's an imaginary friend if you don't pay and observe and have patience. And so part of getting through life is being able to have a connection with with Jesus, in my opinion, and knowing how to observe how Jesus is working in your life, but it doesn't happen because you treat Jesus like a genie. Like for instance, a lot of people will say, "I want this" or "I need that" or "Help me out here." That's that's a bad prayer. A, a prayer that is of mutual of a mutual relationship, which is um, which is one that contains gratitude, but it also contains a petition. That is a mutual prayer, and that w- that one will be answered. Okay, that, let's elaborate on that a little bit, uh, a little bit more.
0: How that mutual relationship is sustained in that in, in that situation?
1: It was, it's a lot like our relationships and uh, our human relationships. If you only ask somebody for things, that's all your relationship exists of. Eventually, that person is not going to want to be your friend anymore. Because just imagine they—the only reason why they call you up is because they need money, or they need a ride, or they need something, or they just want to talk your ear off. That's not a mutual relationship. It, it's the same—the same the as same our with our relationship as Christians with uh, with Jesus. To, to really find out about Jesus, you have to understand Jesus. And, and again, I, I there's three there's three parts to prayer. One is to pray. The second is to observe. And then the third is to be patient in your observation. And if you have a good day, have a prayer of gratitude. That way, when you're praying when you need or you have a have a, have a petition. It comes across in a, in a balanced way. Now, it doesn't mean that Jesus picks and chooses his friends, but it's a, more productive, it's a more productive relationship when you're open to having a relationship as opposed to looking at what you get out of that relationship.
0: That, that sounds fascinating and sounds something that, that people should look into. And I think people should look more into that. Tell us a little bit more about your book.
1: Well, I've written I've written four books. The first book was um, called Jesus and Company, and essentially it was a st- kind of an autobiography, but more importantly, it was a book to to show people how Jesus um, helped me in my life, and how other Christians that I worked with how they were helped. Um, and it's a it, a lot of the stories about um, just a young man who was. Uh, raised by parents that didn't have a college education roads to becoming a fortune 500 CFO. And along the way, some of the, the things that I had to accomplish and get through. Um, but the biggest, the big star in the book is not me. And that's the point of the book. The big star of the book is Jesus. I also wrote a book about your faith has made you well. And we, we've been, we've been spending some time on that issue. You know, faith is, something that is very intangible but when you believe in jesus or you have have this christian faith there's a different life for you waiting and it tell it the the book starts out with the story of um the woman who had been i'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, have read this story about the woman that was bleeding for 12 years and jesus saved her because she touched his cloak so you say, well, how could touching a cloak heal you? It wasn't her touching the cloak. It was her faith that Jesus could heal. And then I, um, then I also wrote, I just wrote a book called um, Jesus is Everything. And it talks about the different ways that Jesus is everything in our life. And it starts out, the story starts out with a man who, during the last week of his life, his sons, and this is a true story, his sons helped him understand Jesus and understand Jesus in his life. And when he left this earth, he left with a smile, but he left with a smile because he got to say, I love you to all 13 of his grandchildren, all of his, all five of his children. And his last, his last wish, his last words were, I love you to his wife and and then and then he died. But it explains how did that man get to that process? That makes that makes sense. And I, I can understand that. Now, many
0: people that are listening to this podcast probably are from different faiths. How do you reconcile that with, with your love of Jesus as well?
1: So I I see the I see the which if you want to call it if, if we want to make this into faith, um, there's a say a supreme being, if we will. I see how I connect through that. I connect through my faith as a Christian. A lot of people don't um, don't know, but Muslims, um, Judaism, and Christianity all have the same human originator in the, the Abraham. And it surprises people when I tell them that. Most people say, now how can that be because of the disagreements between the three religions? Fact of the matter is, if you've read the Bible and you don't have to go that far in it, you'll see that that's exactly what it says. So interfaith is about everybody understanding that we all work with God through different methods and different means. And because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I am the only way to have this relationship. And I know for some of my Christian brothers, they may think that that's heretical that I just said that, but we don't know. And, and I'm, not, I'm not here to judge.
0: Yes, and I think that's, that's what I'd like everybody to get from this podcast is I'm not trying to alienate people uh, as well. I want them to deepen their faith in what they believe. And I think that's the important thing here and to use this as a time to help sustain them and grow them in a more mature way.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, um, I was at this, I was at a church once and, um, the only, my wife is a wonderful woman twice, twice as maybe four times as nice as me. Uh, we were listening to a pastor talk to folks and the message was, if you're not a Christian, you're not worthy. And I don't think that's the message. I don't think that's the message of Jesus Christ. For instance, Mohatma Gandhi, he, he was once quoted, um, why don't you like Christians? He says, I like Jesus, it's just the Christians I don't like. And I think that summarizes how we should all feel. I can't imagine Jesus walking walking the earth and telling people, because you don't believe in me, you know, you're gonna go to hell. I think instead Jesus would try to just make his case and love the person. And people that don't know, don't hear that message, really haven't read uh, any of the four Gospels with an open heart, with an open mind and a, and a loving heart. Yes, I, I think that's what people have to realize is they have to uh,
0: do this. I have I have some deep friends that are Muslims. I have some deep friends that are Hindus. I have some deep friends that are Buddhists. And each of them have their own faith. But each of them believe in a, in a being that's... Uh, a supreme being that helps people in their times of need.
1: Yeah. And and you know, we're we're taught as Christians um, that we pray to the Lord through Jesus Christ. And I, I believe that, and that's what I, I do. But what I've learned about what I've learned within my faith is I don't know everything, and that each day the Lord teaches me something different. But I have learned this. I'm not to judge, I'm to forgive. I'm not to hate, I'm to love. And I think that's what I, that's the biggest thing I take out of Christianity. Yes. Well, we're getting close to our time, sir. Uh,
0: what, uh, is there a way people can get in touch with you?
1: Yes. Um, I have a website, www.brucelhartman.com. Um, and certainly I accept, always accept emails at bhartman12345 at gmail.com.
0: thank you bruce for being here today ladies and gentlemen i give you bruce hartman a person that is trying to make a difference in the world and if you like this episode please press you like on this and please put some comments down so we can share this with the world thank you bruce thank you for your time today thank you dr like you have a pleasant day have a fantastic day thank you you've been listening to how to live a fantastic life Did you know that you can get a free copy of Dr. Leica's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? Yep. Just visit 13gpnow.ca and we'll send it right to you. That's the number 13gpnow.ca. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic
1: day.